0: Welcome to C-Suite Radio.
1: The Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by the Cheap Seat Entertainment Network.
0: Holy Heartbeat!
1: Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brett Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up,
2: everybody? How's it going? Great to be here with you today. On the show, we have a very special guest, the one and only... The original Nature Boy himself, WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair. That's right, Ric Flair is on the podcast. Can I get a woo? And I am excited for you to check this interview out. We're doing a string of these types of interviews. There's a new app, a new gaming system out called Celebrity Slots. And we have Peter Madrigal on the show coming up as well, who is a part of this project. Just a few other folks. But Ric Flair is one of the A-list celebrities who's a part of this. And we're going to talk to him about Celebrity Slots, and we're going to talk about his career what it's like to watch his daughter wrestle and be a wwe champion likewise how proud he is as a father and just a lot of other fun things i am super honored to have rick on the show he doesn't do a lot of press and so i hope you really enjoy this interview rick welcome into the podcast it's great to have you here today
0: oh um, i'm excited about speaking with you in for this ever since i heard it was scheduled
2: well let's dig right in here and talk about celebrity slots You recently launched this new app along with some other folks, some other fantastic celebrities like yourself, called Celebrity Slots, that gives fans and players the opportunity to win exclusive celebrity experiences. And one of those is with Ric Flair himself, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved with the project?
0: Well, um, how did I get involved with it? Well, I was familiar with it. And then a the coincidence of one of the people, I think one of the founders of I, I, I met her laptop, Lauren, to clarify that she's on with us, but one of the people originally involved in the concept moved next door to one of my best friends in Tampa, Florida. And that brought us together, Um gosh, uh must be a year and a half ago or a year. Time has just gone by at such a different pace. With all this going on in the world today, but I was excited about it. And uh, from day one, uh, anytime you have a, an opportunity to interact with uh, the people that are, you know, party or fan base or follow wrestling or, in my case, hip hop, whatever uh, whatever uh, avenue that they you know, they follow me through, um, it's just fun to interact with them. And this gives everybody an opportunity to play a game that I'm actually part of. You know, it just, it, it kind of gets you really, for me, it, it's kind of like I'm in competition to see who can do the best, who can uh, generate the most revenue, but who the people like the most. That's always a a fun challenge in life, if you're competitive like I am.
2: You are a world wrestling champion, an icon. We all know who you are, so it's not a surprise, sir, that you are so competitive with this. I think this is just a really cool thing that you're involved in, and I like the perspective of the fact that you are giving fans an opportunity to connect with you in sort of a different way. Now, one of the cool things was that you, you're doing these prize giveaways as well, where you're giving away gift cards and T-shirts and apparel. What are some of the things that you are personally involved with as far as choosing those things? Do people get autographs? Like if people play and they win, what what are some of the prizes that they can expect from from you and your team?
0: You know, I think that's in the works right now. We're that uh, Part of it is, uh, it's actually in formation right now or being put into formation right now. So I don't want to give you anything that, that's not spot on. It'll be, uh, as glamorous as any of the other prizes. Uh, we got a couple of things that may even come as a surprise, but uh, I can't elaborate on that right now because I don't want to say something and then be held to it. <laughs> no, I understand. Incorrect. No, but, no worries. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, now, I think we're kind of waiting, uh, some of them are waiting to see, you know, in the rollout how it goes. and uh, uh the, grandies, the, the bigger response, obviously, the more we will get vested in the prizes and stuff like that.
2: Well, it sounds exciting. I, I love this. You know, what, what,
0: what, 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 one of this in the works is maybe even some Zoom stuff with me, which I always love to do that where I can talk. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That, that would be amazing, that's, especially that's for some of your direct fans. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Of course, uh, another question here about this: Do we get to hear the famous "woo" in the game? Do we get the Ric Flair Nature Boy "woo"? I think- oh yeah. Okay.
0: As a, as a matter of fact, they uh, they just customized a piece for me, so um, I think I'm going to repost that tomorrow. They just recustomized it, in it uh, that's funny when, uh, when I first uh, put an example out on social media. I, I swear, 50% of the people that re- that uh, followed me um, asked me why I. it it didn't have woo on it. So they (laughs) I I I called them and they went back to the drawing board because they're so damn committed to making this a you know, a great game and really fun to the public. I found out the people that, that that you know, navigate it, like Lauren, that they're so committed to making this thing uh, spectacular that they fixed it in a day. And uh, look for it tomorrow. You'll enjoy it on my social media.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about that. Now, you mentioned something earlier that I find interesting. Hip-hop community has really taken a connection to you. And I see the Rick Flair drip and all of that. How did that come about? I think that is the coolest thing on the planet.
0: You know, it's funny. I just have always had um, so many friends in the music business. You know, I mean, it, it, and, um, uh, you know, all of a sudden I've got, you know, Rick Ross, you know, the uh, Offset was 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 far from the first um, to acknowledge me in that capacity. I mean, Snoop has a flow rider. I mean, um, all these great artists. And uh, they just thought that all that stuff I was doing in the 80s with the jewelry and the Rolex watches and the limousines and probably the women. <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> I don't know, I just, yes. I've been told that. <laughs> right. Even though you can't believe any of that stuff. That's for you, Lauren. That's just all make-believe.
2: Yeah, that's just um, all Hollywood, right? None of that's true. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, But they they fell in love with it. But, you know, it's funny, I I rented my first Learjet in 1976. I rented it myself, (laughs) Uh, 78 actually. My first Learjet... um, Fly to Minneapolis from Charlotte for a wedding, and uh, then I had to be back that night to wrestle. And uh, ever since I realized how cool it was to travel (laughs) private, I've been known periodically to rent a few their jets. I've even gone up to Falcon Tens and stuff like that. So that's like riding on a private jet. Well,
2: I can imagine too that flying commercial for you. Probably is not super convenient, right? Because, I mean, you can do so much to hide your face or, or whatever, but I'm certain wherever you go, well, people I, recognize I, you. Believe,
0: believe it or not, it's not that. The, the, the 9-11 just changed it for everybody. Sure. You know, not just myself, but the, the tragedy of 9-11, uh, I mean, you can never, never uh, you know, say anything was more than... was. Was more horrific than that uh, that I can remember in the United States um, in modern time. But the travel industry just completely changed. And if, if you if you fly and travel for a living like I did full time, three hundred plus days a year, uh, the TSA and everything has just become a nightmare uh, to this day. You you battle with it. So you could be sitting in first class, but you got to get to the plane, and that can be a nightmare. So yeah
2: interesting yeah that's um, very true that know, that really I, changed I, a lot I, I, I,
0: I, yeah no, i totally understand the need uh, for gsa and all that but um, you know especially now with the, the problems uh in cope with covid that they you'll see that they that you're even more scrutinized uh you know for health and safety uh than ever so um you know it there's a, the, I understand why but it's it, it didn't it really change uh, how, how we live our lives and how we travel. Every, everything is you know, two hours earlier to leave and two hours later to arrive as a result of it. Back to the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Back to the game for sure. Well, you've had such an iconic career. Are there any highlight moments for you that you look back on and just look at them and go, this was a, an earmark for me as far as matches or... Some of the biggest wrestlers in the industry that you had the opportunity uh, to wrestle with
0: you know I've had such a long career It'll be 48 years uh, in September so uh, 49 years excuse me no 49 it's 48 years September since I started and um, I have wrestled literally everybody. I thought about it last night when I was looking at the question that I might be asked today. And I mean, I could I can give you a list that they're all in the hall of fame. And start with, you know, Wahoo McDaniels, Husky Rhodes, Blackjack Mulligan, Harley Ray, Harry and Dory Funk, uh, the Briscoe brothers. And then you just go back, then you go back and I look at Steamboat, Sting, Hunter, HBK, Undertaker, Ron Simmons, uh, Butch Reed, I mean, Mike Gray. I didn't miss anybody. <laughs> no. Bruiser Brody, Stan Stan Hansen, all the Japanese guys, Saruta, Shoshu, uh Muda. I mean, um, I, I just didn't miss anybody. That's what makes my career different than uh, too many other people. I just you know i have uh, by the grace of God, I'm still alive. But, uh, you know, 48 years and wrestling the way it was back when I started, I wrestled everybody, and a lot of them for an hour every night. So <laughs> that was one of the downsides of having to wrestle me when I was the world champion in the old days because it was an hour long every night. It was a lot different. different. Oh, my God, yes. I, I One year I wrestled uh, 285 hour-long matches in one year. That's stellar. I I was always in that 250 to 280 range.
2: Wow. It seems like a lot has changed from when you started versus to now. Like, looking back on your career, just from an introspective, from when you started to, let's say, when guys start out now, what are some of the things that you recognize as being different, like, in regards to getting started in the world of wrestling that – the, the things that we see on TV, these personas and these amazing characters like you had, Nature Boy. W- what are some things from your perspective that have changed?
0: Well, when I started out, it was, very, it was a much more insensitive and youth-friendly business than it is now. When you were a young guy when I started, uh, it was really difficult because the older guys protected their positions. And, you know, God forbid a young guy come along that had a lot of talent. Number one, or I'll go back in the case of Ricky Steamboat. I was there when Steamboat started. It was as handsome as he was. was, God, all the older guys that just hated that. And uh, we really had to dig in and, you know, argue and fight with, not fight, but yeah, argue. You know, and pretty, pretty serious arguments about how to get him positioned right. Uh, he's a classic example of what was, you know, the kind of guy that had a tough time climbing that ladder as, as a, as a young guy, but he had so much talent and he was legitimately tough. So, you know, he, 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 he got in there and once I realized that he was a take no shit cowboy in real life, uh, everybody used to off him a little bit. And, uh, but I use him as an example all the time. The difference now, where now they, they cultivated NXT and they, 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 um, you know, they spend time and, uh, and, and not time and money, but time is what makes a difference. Helping the young kids learn, you know, learn the business, basically help them try to learn how to conduct themselves in life. Uh, because uh, social media is so important now that uh, they pretty much you know, handle the kids, uh, not with kid gloves, but it, as close to that word as can be, can be interpreted, um, you know, for a vi- for a very violent physical sport that they participated in because a long young guys now do some stuff that you know you would have only seen perform in mexico uh when i started the lucha libra stuff a lot of the americans they picked up on that and they they perform at a very high very high high risk level
2: yeah i was reading too that yeah
0: i mean if you go if you watch it some of those guys do some phenomenal stuff my my daughter being one of you see those guys doing she can do She just won't do something that uh, somebody else is doing in the ring.
2: How does that feel to have her carry on that legacy and to perform like that? Is that you have to be proud of that? That has to be something that's just absolutely... It's
0: it's the most most wonderful experience that I think any father could have. And start from the beginning, from scratch, and literally crawl, scratch, claw her way, being the... The very best, which she is right now, in 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 our industry, it's a whole other story. But for me, it's my life. It's the biggest part of my career. Wow. People ask me, they ask me now, and I tell them the biggest, the biggest, uh, the greatest memory of my career. And I've been saying it for a couple of years now. Will be the success of my daughter, who has just taken. The women's wrestling division by storm. There were other girls involved, and they're all to be given a lot of credit, but only one of them took it by storm. You know, it's hard to say that because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, the but there's always the best. There's arguable, but there's Always the best.
2: I agree with you on that, Rick.
0: I, well, thank you. I mean, I, 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 I I'd argue with you but trying to tell me she wasn't. Five,
2: <laughs> well, I ten, wouldn't. I wouldn't dare
0: <laughs> at, at one hundred and fifty pounds. No, I'm just saying at five, ten, and one hundred and fifty pounds, who can do what she does? Right. Nobody.
2: I've seen her perform. I've watched her here in the Bay Area. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And when she came out, when they called her out, and she did her intro. It was as if you were there performing, like there was no difference. And the crowds just went absolutely wild.
0: I wish I I could do, I wish I could have done, uh, I wish I could have done half the stuff she does. That's what her athleticism is second to none. Um, She's a beautiful girl and she takes so much pride in her work and her, and, and her, her awareness being good and the way she conducts herself in the private and personal life is just absolutely amazing yes and uh you know she started from scratch it's it, it, you're so tired it's gotta be exhausting but you hear it it's like saying oh gosh, she's rick Flair's daughter really i mean come on you used that five years ago or seven years ago when she started uh haven't you got something better than that, that sorry guys that that's an old line <laughs> how about she's just the best of all time Wow, that's just where we're
2: at. Well, you have a lot to be proud of, Rick, and I'm excited for thank the g- for the game. Absolutely, sir. And this has just been a dream and a a bucket list interview for me. I I love you. I've nah, been a thank fan. You. Absolutely, I've been a fan of yours from the beginning ever since I can remember watching television and watching you and just some of the greats out there. And one last question. If people want to connect with you and just watch, obviously, your matches, we can go on to YouTube. But if they want to get the Celebrity Slots game or they want to order merchandise or follow you on social media, Rick, how can they do that?
0: You're going to have to ask Lauren that question. All right. Well, I will <laughs>
2: <laughs> just Google I Rick mean, Flair and uh, there uh, you are.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say we're going to have a, I'm not sure how we're going to designate it. I know how we're going to handle it social media wise, but I'm sure um, I think that's being formatted right now too as we speak. Perfect. Uh, I would have that answer for you tomorrow. Lauren may have it today. No worries. Uh Well,
2: this is going to go to air right away because I just can't hold on to this any longer. And uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. Well, I will let you go. thank,
0: Thank you for all the respect. It means a lot.
2: Absolutely. Well, Rick, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And thanks to all my fans. Thank you.
1: That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host.
2: Is it all over, Rock? I guess so.
1: Until next time, cheers. Today's episode of the Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by Cheap Seat Entertainment.